and welcome to the Rely on Horror Resident Evil 3 Remake uh, Discussion Roundtable Podcast Review Thing. This is Rourke, joined by... CJ. Whitney. Steve. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Resident Evil 3 Remake, which just released uh, about a week ago. Um, We are going to go into spoilers right away. We'll save that to the end. Um, So if you haven't played the game yet, uh, or weren't spoiled two weeks before the game came out, uh, then don't worry. We're not going to get into anything too crazy yet. Um, but yeah, uh, I so guess that, just, that game, that game yeah. that came out. That's a video game. It has uh, Joe Valentine, Carlos Oliveira, and uh, Nemesis. Uh, I, believe, I believe you mean Mommy, Daddy, and Nemesis. <laughs> bitch can't even swim. I do uh, enjoy the quotes in that game. Jill's the the, the writing is fantastic. I uh, the the performances, the writing, everything feels top notch, as top notch as the series has ever been. So who who wants to go first? Are we each giving the game a a scored review? Uh, Rick did the formal one for lionhorror.com, so he'll go last. Um, but if we're each going to give us give the game our own score, what would it be? Who wants to go first? You do me. <laughs> Okay. All right. I got volunteered. I would give it. I would give it um, a seven or seven point five out of ten. Um, for me personally, the game is not bad by any means. It is disappointing. It's a disappointing remake. Um, it's a disappointing sequel to RE2 remake in that uh, they grossly underutilize Nemesis. I think um, the pacing is great. The characterizations are great. Uh, visuals are incredible, especially with HDR on. That game is stunning to look at. Um, the replayability is kind of artificially extended, but by nature of its pacing and just how enjoyable the characters and some of the set pieces are, I've played through it about two and a half times now, just back to back. I have fun, a lot of fun playing it. Um, but still, just I think Nemesis for me was the most disappointing aspect, just because he's not a persistent stalking threat like Mr. X was, which is exactly what a lot of people were expecting with this remake. But uh, he only really does that in uh, one or two spots in the game, and that kind of sucks. If you played the demo, then you've pretty much experienced the extent of Nemesis being a stalking-like figure. Every other time, he's more of a scripted monster boss thing, which is cool the way it's set up, but the stalking aspect is just a big, big downer. And that's my brief recap. Uh, I think I'd probably agree with you, CJ. Uh, probably would rank it like a 7.5, because it is fun. I was really thrown about how short it was overall, and I was disappointed in how scripted all Nemesis' encounters were. I know they were scripted, I guess, in the original, but I was just hoping that it was going to be more like Mr. X. Right, yeah, coming off and, of that and, game. And I'd have, to, I don't know, I didn't feel very threatened by him because I knew he wouldn't show up unless I saw like a cinematic. And once I saw the cinematic news there, I'd have to, you know, keep my eye out. But other than that, I knew I'd be safe. Um, I, I don't know. It felt just overall more like an add on to Resident Evil 2 remake, which is, which is fine. I had fun, but I was just hoping a little bit more and I felt, just disappointed by what was lacking, I guess. I, I guess my ep- expectations were just maybe too high for this release. I don't know. 
But it's still a fun game. I, I'd recommend Resident Evil fans check it out. Oh, and I loved I loved the characterizations of Jill and Carlos. What about you, Steve? All right, well, um, I guess I'm going to be kind of the odd man out here. I've kind of mentioned it to you guys a lot, but I think this is one of the best things that the series has done in a long time. Um, I think I'd easily give it a nine, if not just slightly higher. Um, there's very few things I can complain about. Um, but of course, you know, there's always going to be some kind of flaw. But um, overall, um, I guess compared to most people, I would also go into this with likely very much lower expectations than a lot of people because I'm not a big fan of the original three. I thought there was a lot of things that needed to be changed and improved to kind of streamline it and just kind of make it a, a little bit more of an enjoyable experience. But I think they really nailed all those things that I was looking for uh, with this. And, you know, for me, being mostly a classic Resident Evil fan. Of course, I've played every single game probably way more times than I should have, but overall, I still enjoy the earliest ones the most. And if you really get down to brass tacks, it's, you know, all of those games can be speed run in probably about an hour. So if you look at it, for me, that made this game all that much more enjoyable in that I can just keep coming back to it for playthroughs that don't feel like a chore. They feel like I can just kind of sit down for an hour or two when I got spare time and just run through it. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of encapsulates a lot of my thoughts about it. Um, I've actually played through it either six or seven times. I can't actually remember. Oh, wow. I did it on every single difficulty and unlocked every single challenge and everything in the shop. Um, so, um, yeah, I had, I think about as robust of an experiences as you can have with the game. Um, you know, some people say that that feels kind of artificially, um, you know, extended, but at the same time, I think Nightmare and Inferno actually add some pretty cool differences I that really uh, ramp up difficulty, not only difficulty, but also just certain situations where, you know, if you're used to playing the other three difficulties, you go there and you're like, okay, this is just an empty hallway. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, something's there. And it's something that you don't want to deal with. Not just like a single zombie. It's like three zombies come out of nowhere or, you know, just something crazy happens. And, um, I, I would say that's, that's kind of an encapsulation of overall when I'm thinking we can get into some more details as we go. Okay. what do you think about Nemesis, how he was used throughout the game? Well, um, again, as far as my expectations, I, I didn't really exactly want it to be exactly like Mr. X. I feel like, you know, after we played through so much of RE2 remake, um, I just felt like I wanted Nemesis to approach a little bit differently. He he seems to have a little bit kind of more maneuverability, though he's not as persistent necessarily. Um, and his scripted scenes are all pretty great. Um, you know, a lot of them are kind of jump scare territory almost, but they're pretty effective, especially the first time, obviously. It's going to be a little bit lessened, you know, with, um, you know, repeat playthroughs, but um, I really like the way most of the encounters went, especially the early ones. Obviously, those are more cinematic, but, you know, even once he starts chasing you, just, uh, you know, I thought his animations were, were pretty cool, the way he can just kind of jump around. And um, I also, it's interesting the way how much 
his actions and his strength were scaled with the different difficulties because like when you get up to inferno and nightmare he can like cross the entire like main stretch of the street from the beginning of the game in like two or three seconds like it just gets kind of crazy but i, I really so you can only that, dodge yeah. then like you can't just run you have to dodge um, at the same time pretty much yeah yeah nightmare and inferno make it so you pretty much have to dodge almost from the very beginning from like the first encounter you pretty much have to be dodging uh and yeah and it makes it so nemesis can close his gap with you from so far away that uh you don't have a whole lot of other choice yeah i've been playing on um nightmare and i do appreciate that the enemy uh, layouts are different, which it brings a lot more surprise to replaying the game, which is like there's just enemies appearing in places they never were or appearing way earlier or more of them. It's a, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a great remix. Uh, I I, I kind of wish some scenes from from Nightmare were actually the default. That's how the game was originally designed. Just cause like, what do you, what do you, what's, what's a big difference? I, I haven't played them. So either. there's either more enemies or enemy types are introduced way earlier. Um, I'm not that far in, so I can't say whether or not like enemy types from the different uh, individual campaigns get mixed up. Like Maybe one one character faces an enemy type they haven't faced before. Um, I'll get more into that uh, when we hit spoiler territory, but um, it's just, it brings back a level of surprise, which I like. Uh, and just yeah. some parts of Nightmare feel like this is the level of difficulty with enemy encounters that I would expect by like normally with like RE2 was a hard game. RE3 on normal and hardcore is still a relatively easy game. Yeah, I can kind of agree on most of that. And it, yeah, it's not necessarily that, you know, the enemies are exactly crossing over between campaigns, like you were saying, or, you know, well, between like Jill and um, Carlos's kind of areas, but uh, definitely mixes it up. It adds a lot more of the tentacle head zombies um, from pretty early in the game and stuff like that. Um, that, yeah, it, it really just, it, again, it, it um, kind of breaks you out of your, uh, false sense of security, I guess that you could say, because you're like, oh, I've already played this once or twice on the you know earlier difficulties. This you know this hallway or this room's just going to be an empty room. You open the door and there's something there in your face. You know that kind of a surprise element. That that does bring me to one of my biggest gripes with the game: the tentacle zombies. I I don't care for them whatsoever. I didn't like them either. Their distance, their reach is way too high. Uh, the they whole blocking thing. They also don't telegraph themselves very well at all for the dodge yeah. mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think they were a really strange addition to the game. Um, which is weird because you know all these rumors about you know the Resident Evil Four remake. It's like if they're any if the Plagas zombies or people or anything like that. No, thank you. Please don't. Do, please don't make them like that. The reach is ridiculous. Um, is this going to be if uh, you know the the in the original game how you were able to make choices. Were you guys disappointed that that mechanic was removed? Um, I, I mean, I, I just for myself, I'd say that that's something to talk about when we get into spoiler stuff, because um, there's a lot to talk about with that sort of thing, in my opinion. For me, when they announced that they were going to have one ending and get rid of the choices, I was like, okay, that's that sounds okay. If you want to have a consistent story, if they're rewriting the lore with these remakes, mm-hmm. I understand. Um, yeah, yeah, but like. Like Rick said, probably more of a story-based uh, analysis when we get to spoiler territory. 
Oh, and I have uh, what? What did you guys feel about the fighting the zombies? I remember in Resident Evil Two remake, like you could shoot out like their legs and their arms and whatnot. It felt like these guys stayed together more often. Like I couldn't do the same strategy I was employing with Mario Two remake, where I'd you know shoot out the knee and then make them lose a leg or whatnot. I couldn't seem to do that with this mm-hmm. one. Um, That's an interesting point. I think they definitely do. This game puts so much more of a focus, um, leaning more into some of the action-oriented stuff in the way that it also makes it so... I think they went more with a horde mentality as far as the zombies. It's usually not just like one in a hallway. There's usually you know, several of them, um, which really changes up how you have to deal with them because, you know, just taking out one's legs when it's the only one in a hallway, you know, that's, that was one way to deal with them, like in the, in the remake of two, but, uh, here they, they definitely make it. So you have to think a little more on your feet and less about disabling them as, um, you know, maybe using other resources like the exploding barrels and other things like that to try and navigate your way through the heavier density of enemies. I think, I think that, um, I think my issue, when I first played through it, I was having a real hard time with the dodge mechanic with the zombies, but I noticed on my second playthrough, it was actually easier. I don't know what happened between the two, but um, so I was getting annoyed that I couldn't disable them with a weapon instead of just dodging, but I guess they wanted to emphasize the whole, you know, dodge mechanic instead. So I guess that makes more sense. I mean, my, my disappointment with that was, in Resident Evil 2, they practically turned zombies into a new kind of monster. Uh, zombies have always been the um, fodder. You know, they're they're just ammo dumps. You just, you know, with the classic games, shoot them like, you know, 11 times and they'll fall. And that's about all you have to do. And when there's three of them, you know, it's a little hairier, but, you know, you have enough ammo, you're fine. Resident Evil 2 remake made them complicated. They made them into these really intricate almost puzzles like you had to kind of work around you know how do you want to disable them how do you approach like the library is a great example the library spawns like four zombies in it and so it's like each one requires you to have to pick off bits of them to disable them to a certain degree because otherwise they're just too bullet spongy and i really like that Resident Evil 3, shoot them five times in the head and they're done. Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're also, really easy. a pattern I got into is get them on the ground, knife, 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 done. That one is yeah. done, for the, done for the entire game. If I come back to this area, I feel safe. Yeah, it, um, I, I, I thought it was a huge step back design-wise. And I like, I get it, it's going for a more action-oriented thing. Um, it <laughs> just, I, I don't know, it's, it results... I mean, like you were saying, it does create a, a gameplay loop that makes it a much more enjoyable experience to just, like, run through again. Um, I've been talking to friends. I, I call this game a podcast game. Um, I'd, I'd say the same thing about, like, Silent Hill Homecoming um, or, like, Resident Evil 5 is another game I'd say that with, where there are games for, like, the first time through, like, you have a really good time, you're listening to the story, you're really into it. Second time through, turn off the volume, put on a podcast, just have yeah, fun, yeah. shoot things. Um, that's not bad necessarily. I, I liked Resident Evil Three, but Resident Evil Two is a game that requires my undivided attention, and I appreciate that about that game. Whereas Resident Evil Three, even on the hard difficulties like in like Insane and Inferno, I 
barely paid attention. Yeah, I think that's probably why I've been replaying because I don't have to invest so much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not stressed. I don't have anxiety playing because, like, already too, I, I didn't start a replay until a couple of months ago because I was like, oh, that's gonna be such an undertaking. I really gotta, I really gotta try again. This game's tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, and I mentioned Silent Hill Homecoming, and I know that a lot of people hate Homecoming, so this might sound like a backhanded compliment, but I would put like. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake for me personally in the same categories as Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill Homecoming in the fact that Silent Hill 2 is a game I can only play like once a year if like if that because I usually try to put as much time in between playthroughs as I can and it requires my full undivided attention and I'm playing it because I like that game whereas homecoming is a game that i barely pay attention to and i just like the mechanics and i shoot things and i i dodge roll so one is a fine wine the other is just a beer one's a fine wine the <laughs> other one's a bag of cheetos i really like <laughs> cheetos but you know i'm not savoring them it's true yeah i guess i i appreciate some of those differences um between the 2 and 3 remakes uh for various reasons and i think they start to make a little more sense as well when you think about the fact that uh, you know, in Resident Evil 2, uh, Claire and Leon are basically like kids. They're completely new to the situation. They have no idea what's going on. You know, they're not really equipped for the situation. But if you think about Jill and Carlos, they're pretty much like elite soldiers at this point. <laughs> you know, Jill's been through the thick of it. And, uh, you know, Carlos is trained for it. So I feel like it, it makes a little more sense with the story, too, to um, just have them uh, you know, having just different and heavier situations to deal with for various reasons. And yes, it is very different, but, um, I, I still think it has its own kind of nuance that sets it apart from two as well. So, um, I think it, it's a, a good thing mostly for me. I, I don't, uh, I just don't see too many negatives in it, you know, from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, it makes it totally makes sense contextually. I mean, because I, I, I can't not make that defense for this when I made the defense for Dead Space 3. A lot of people were very upset that Dead Space 3 added in the dodge mechanic. It's fucking useless in that oh, game. Oh, man, that game's there. <laughs> I honestly forgot it existed. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Dead Space 3. Um, I don't have a problem with it at all. A lot of people really hate it. But, you know, with that game, they added in a dodge mechanic. And as a whole, Isaac's a lot more capable than he is in the other games. But it's also, it's his third outing. Of course, he's gotten better at this. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. used to it. He's, I mean, that that was the tagline, uh, bring the fear to space, is you, you're the powerful one now. You know what you're doing. Um, and I and I get that. I totally get that about RE three. I just found it mechanically disappointing. Uh, just uh, not as interesting. Right. So so it gets you just to your to your score. Um, you gave it a six point five out of ten, which was yep. definitely a discussion worthy thing. People uh, <laughs> jumped on that pretty quickly, even though you know, a lot of the people who have uh, commented uh, yeah, had, hadn't played the game yet. So that's just how yeah. the internet is when it comes to video game reviews. Um. So yeah, I think this is this was definitely um. Or more divisive title, but I don't think anyone outright said this is bad. Like, this is not a bad game. It's just, eh. Sometimes yeah, disappointing I mean, well, in some parts. For they some they don't use those words, but that's certainly the kind of sentiment that I've been seeing a lot of floating around online. But uh, I, I just think yeah, using of, different words. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have the the are approaching it. I, I've definitely seen people that that consider it like a waste of time, and I disagree with that. Um, you know, I've, I've had people straight up tell me like, oh, you hated it. No, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. There, there's like, there's like no distinction there. People think it's good yeah. or bad. Like it's just, it has problems. It's fine. It's, it's not, 
I don't think it's a tremendous game. It's certainly not a bad game. Uh, somebody got uh, mad at me. They're like, how could you give this a 6.5 out of 10 when you gave Resident Evil 6 a 9? It's like, I fucking didn't. I gave it a 4. People still and, struggle with that. And, <laughs> Wait, and who somebody, thought you gave it a 9? Uh, some dude on, on our Discord, and I'm like, I, I, I did review RE6 when it re-released. I gave it a 4. And they're like, no, you gave it a 9. I looked, and I'm like, a different reviewer gave it a 9 in 2012. <laughs> a completely that... different person that doesn't work here anymore. I, I was going to say that was that was um George what was his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's I don't know but I it RE3 is definitely one of the more divisive things but it's certainly not in that ballpark of like you love it or or it's the worst thing ever made. I don't feel like it's quite that. Oh, it is Just, not the worst thing ever made. There are plenty of those in the Resident Evil series. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I you, feel that... Even though I mostly disagree with that, I don't really think any, most of them, you know, 95% of them are at least decent or good games. But yeah. um, it's, there's just that narrative that once somebody kind of latches onto the idea or maybe the original reviews weren't so good in the 90s, but people have kind of come back around to appreciate them or, you know, things like that. But um, there's certainly those those certain go-to games that as soon as you mention the Resident Evil series, you're like, oh, it's trash, like certain games. So <laughs> that's, I mean, I... Uh, I yeah, I think it's not in whole, that pantheon yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's, and I don't think it ever will be. I think that as a whole, it will probably become less appreciated over time as like the hype dies down and stuff. But I don't think it will ever reach that like hatred. I think it will mellow out in the same way that RE Five did. People fucking hated RE Five when that game mm-hmm. came out, and now people seem to mostly be like, "Yeah, it's a well made game. It's not scary, but it's fine." And I think it's going to be sort of the same thing with RE3 is that a lot of people are probably, and I'm not saying everybody, but I think a lot of the people that hated it will probably come back and be like, yeah, it's a fun game. I'm fine with it. And a lot of people that really loved it might end up being like, yeah, I get I get the complaints, um, which is something that, that I've kind of come back to post-reviewing this is that it's kind of allowed me to see RE2 in a more sympathetic light. Because when that came out, there were a lot of people that really hated that game for the omissions it made. Um, and absolutely neither RE2 or RE3 remakes were going to be the games from 1998 and 99. They were Much never going to, to be everyone's that. dismay. <laughs> yeah, and, and now we have all the same people shocked that Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't just the same game from 1997. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it was never going to be that. I'm sorry if that's what you were expecting. But... With RE2 Remake, and we'll get into spoiler stuff when we get there, but with RE2 Remake, I felt that the things cut out mostly made it a more rounded, focused experience. Well, um, I kind of feel that way about 3, but we can, again, get into yeah, that Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, RE2 didn't cut out that much. Most of the things that got cut out are arguably just story things from the A-B scenarios of the original game. Um but I also understand that that was a big deal for some people. In hindsight, with and I actually I thought this at the time as well. But in hindsight, and with all signs pointing at RE three originally, probably supposed to be some sort of either DLC or just pack in with RE two remake 
it looks like the second scenario thing RE2 Remake did was probably something cobbled together at the last second because holy fuck does it feel like it. Wait, do, is, do you guys think that's why um, the the other Resistance, is that what it's called, was yeah. packaged in with the game? I, I mentioned it in my review. Like, I guess we've gotten to that point. In my review, I am 100% certain that Resistance was packed into this to make up for the fact that RE3 is a $30 game. Um and so is Resistance. I think Resistance is a $30 game as well. They're both good experiences, but I think that if RE3 was sold alone for $60, people would be a lot more angry than they are. Um, that said, there's plenty of people that haven't even touched Resistance, um, which I think Me. is a shame. <laughs> I think it's you should it's, absolutely it's surprisingly try yeah. It's but very, I'm not a fan of multiplayer unless well, I play with friends or something. That's the oh. thing is that it's it's weirdly single player multiplayer. Like you are a team, sure, unless you're the mastermind, but it plays pretty much exactly like RE2 remake, just with some more arcadey shit. Like you have powers and shit. So can people like talk to you while you're playing? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just play on yeah, Discord. Yeah. The other survivors can, right? Yeah, the other survivors can, and i i don't I don't know if you can hear the mastermind. I've been playing mostly on Xbox, and the only time I've ever heard anybody with a mic were these two dudes talking about how cute they thought the girls were. Uh, which is honest, it was adorable, honestly, because because you you expect them to be like, oh man, she's fucking hot. No, it's these two dudes going like, man, Valerie's really cute. I love her. It's, <laughs> it, it it was like not expected the way they were talking about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a reason that these two games were packed in together, and I don't think that reason is Capcom was afraid that people would hate Resistance. Um, but it's, I don't know, I will, we'll get into spoilers, but suffice to say, yeah, my review, I gave it a six and a half. It's not bad at all. I've, I've honest, I've played the game seven times all the way through. I played Great. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Have you unlocked all the, like, Not all and of stuff? it. Not all of it. Um, because one of those playthroughs was unassisted just to try to earn some more points fast. Uh, turns out assisted doesn't give you that many points. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've played it three times on normal, once on assisted, once on hard, no, twice on hardcore and once on, uh, insane, I think is the next difficulty. And right now I'm halfway through Inferno. It's nightmare um, then Inferno. Yeah, nightmare. nightmare and then Inferno. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think all of my... I hadn't beaten um, Nightmare yet when I wrote my review. I think the only thing that would change is that I... F I agree that I think the new enemy placement in Inferno, or Nightmare, I'm sorry, was a good call. It's very similar to Madhouse in RE7. Uh, my problem with it is it just kind of stops about halfway through. Like, not entirely. There's still stuff that shows up later in the game, but significantly less. By the time I got to the halfway point, it just kind of, other than the fact that stuff was more challenging, there was maybe like three times I can remember it being noticeably different. Um, and I mostly found it to be kind of a gimmicky difficulty. Um, you know, you mentioned that Nemesis is a lot faster and, you know, that's that's fine. He's still a easy bitch, like he is in normal and hardcore, but... Um, he's, he's a bit faster, but the thing that I found really frustrating is a lot of the boss battles, instead of balancing them, they just like, they sped things up and took advantage of the fact that everything stun locks you and there's no iframes in this game. 
and it's not fun. It's just frustrating. Oh and, yeah. yeah, the last boss fight in hardcore. And, I, and so. I've had I've had people. Oh, man, I, that fight. I commented <laughs> I commented on it on Twitter, and people were like, you know, oh, you're probably just not very good at the game. It's like, Get no. Good. Yeah, it's, no, I'm fine at the game. It's just poorly designed. And and I think that's kind of the reason that normal and hardcore aren't all that hard. Because it's not a very well-balanced game exactly. So their their decision-making was, we don't really know how to make Nemesis crazy challenging without making him ridiculously challenging. So one grenade downs him. Um, fun fact, pro tip for all you people, one grenade downs Nemesis. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, he I have is a, question. a bitch did, in this game. Did you guys uh, have any like problems with like glitches what? when I was when I was playing on PS4? Uh, at a later point in the game, where you fight a bunch of things, uh, I got finished with it. The Carlos said something, and then nothing happened. There was supposed to be like a cutscene, and it didn't. I had to do it a couple times, and finally, I just re- I ended up having to restart, restart the 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 console, and it and it worked fine. But I was just That's surprised. So yeah. Now the one error I had was just the last boss fight. The camera, because the way the boss fight structured, the camera kind of zooms in, so you get a closer look at the boss. That's yeah. another thing and that sucks. It just got locked on me for some reason. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. I'm like, what? I can't. The camera's too close to Jill. I can't. And I <laughs> aimed the shotgun, and the cursor wasn't aligned with where the bullets were actually going. That's so weird. I was so pissed off. Something, in, and I know you played on PC as well, CJ, but something I've noticed is that this game, I don't know if it's just older cards or what, but this game seems to have a really tough time on PC. Oh, I um, didn't have a problem. I've My experience... You know, I, I wasn't even running it at max settings. Um, you know, I ran it, I just ran it on recommended. And I had a lot of screen tearing problems. Um, a friend of mine was having an issue where textures just weren't loading. Oh, what? And, oh, um, oh, weird. And I know he has a good PC. And if any of you are familiar with Maximilian Dude, he's a like a big streamer. Um, through his whole stream, lights and textures were flickering. Weird. Oh. Um, what, what kind of graphic card did they have? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know the specifics, but I. I mean, my, mine's an older card. I think it's a ten forty. Yeah, uh, I, hmm. none of that means anything to me. Just so everybody knows. Sorry, I, it's I'm, like it's like it's like a yeah. three year, three or four year old graphics yeah, card. When it comes to computers, I'm the living embodiment of yeah, yeah. I know some of these words. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I played the demo on PC and didn't have much issue, but uh, I played the I had full zero game issue on. With the uh, demo, yeah. Yeah, I played on Xbox One X for my main playthrough, and I never had any glitch, except I think there was a one, just a time or two, when I think during that final boss fight where the camera did that weird thing, uh-huh. but the I never had the thing where the the cursor, the bullets didn't line up. Yeah. It was just that the camera angle was weird, but well, yeah, see, other, the, other than that, I, I never had the, any. The camera angle thing, I think that's just the way it's set up. I don't think that's a bug, because that's happened to me every single time. But the thing but, is, when it happened to me, I could break out of it by aiming or dodging. The camera would stay that close to her until I did one of those things. And I was like, come on, go. For for me, it's always like that. Her face just takes up 60% of the screen. (laughs) I only Um, had one other bug. It was an HDR bug. You can't have two monitors plugged in at the same time, which is really stupid. uh, Um, But I think that was it. The only thing I know is that from RE2 on PC, if you play in DirectX 12 mode, it's just way more demanding than it should be. You can play in DirectX 11 mode, and it's better. 
I don't know if that might be something mm. people try if they're having issues. But uh, I found it to be pretty well optimized comparatively. Um, with RE2, I played on my TV. I set it to 4K, but I put the rendering resolution at 90%, and that gave me almost a consistent 60 FPS. And I did the same on this game, and it was basically the same, if not better, which was surprising because it looks better graphically. Yeah, that's another interesting thing. I don't know if it exactly ties into what we're talking about, but as far as um, you know, the way that a lot of the graphics and the animations were implemented, they seem like they made some pretty decent strides over what uh, the two remake was able to do. As far as a lot of the facial movements and just little oh, things like sure. that, yeah, I, I noticed because I actually went back and played two just a little bit right. Um, right after uh, 3 had come out, and I was just like, oh man, I, I didn't remember these, you know, the facial animations and stuff being as stiff as they were, because of course they looked amazing when it first came out, but now that they've made, you know, improvements on it here, it's like, you, you kind of notice it a little bit more. Oh, you want you want an experience like that? Go back and play RE7. RE7 looks really bad in comparison to <laughs> oh, RE3. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, RE Engine, I mean, as they're learning it, each game has gotten better. 2 is an improvement over 7, DMC5 is an improvement over 2, and then oh, yeah. RE3 looks fucking incredible. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's no design. I mean, the 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 art direction, the 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 cinematography and the the visuals are just mm-hmm. jaw-dropping in this game. Yeah, there's another weird thing. I guess one of the only visual issues I had with it is actually the same as the two remake, where if something is far enough away, its its animation goes down oh, to half yes. frames. I can't stand yeah. that. And, and, and this uh, game, it's Digital so Foundry uh, mentioned that too, but that always bugged me in two, and it's like sometimes even more noticeable in this. It, I yeah, feel because it's more open spaces in this game, so you get more of those scenarios where they're further away. You know? I, yeah, I don't know why they kept that. I I really wish it was a setting at least on PC because uh, it, well, it's yeah. so. It's just be an optimization uh, thing, yeah. On I don't PC, know. people modded it out, so... <laughs> Have they? Because um, I yeah. want to install that, because I don't yeah. like it. It's, it's well, I know, very weird. I know they modded it out in RE2. I'm sure somebody's working on it for 3. Oh, okay. Um, there, there were nude bods within 30 seconds. I'm sure someone <laughs> has, has modded in the... the well, because they all had the demo to work from. Oh, yeah. But, Nexus um, is a strange place right now. Yikes. Uh, but, yeah... Um, no, I mean it's it's a beautiful game. It's fun to play, um, but I mean if, if unless you guys had any other statements, it's probably time to go. I, into spoiler I wanted territory. I wanted to say that the lighting in the game was it was beautiful. Like oh, yeah. the city was just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love how colorful it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked I liked it a lot better than the Resident Evil Two remake. It was a lot more colorful. There was more interesting things to look at, like just in the environment like i love just looking at the posters and other weird flyers like on city streets and i i felt just a lot more lighting dynamics too there's a lot of fire and just other types of light sources in the game than there was in like two and that that just really makes the different areas kind of feel more different than each other too this this game is definitely a showcase for hdr also it's just yeah oh Mm -hmm. my god so good Nah. Oh, and, and, and it's worth talking about the writing. I said it at the very beginning, but um, Jill and Carlos have never been better. I oh, yeah, them. for sure. Jill, Jill is so charming and fun, and Carlos is, oh, he is a dream. I love him so much. Yeah. He's so, I like him so much better in this version than I did in the original. Like, I didn't the original care about Carlos him in the original. is a dork. This guy, he's yeah. like, 
he's charming and he's cool, you know? Not so much in the uh, other one. But yeah, I'm not going to leave you in a cold you know, Carlos this world. <laughs> yeah, I like that they you know, they updated it in ways that make so much sense, which I think you almost have to do in, you know, 2019, 2020, where, you know, the characters aren't just these kind of ridiculous stereotypes. You know, Jill has so much more. She like talks back to people. She swears, um, you know, Carlos kind of at the beginning, he's kind of trying his kind of macho thing, but then Jill puts him in his place basically. And he doesn't really do it much throughout the rest of the game. He's just like, yeah. he, he starts <laughs> to get the point. And well, that's, I and, think and that's they, what they really needed, you know, and especially because of how horrifically sexualized Jill has been in Resident Evil 3 since it came out, basically, um, that I feel like it was such a good step to take those kind of steps to, you know, not just make her seem like the sex symbol or, you know, the way that people have personified her since, you know, 3 has come out. I think that was such a great change. Um, and, and, I, and I also think, you know, saying putting him in his place – a huge highlight for me was how Jill and Carlos grow together. Yeah. You know, Jill starts out super untrustworthy of Carlos. Carlos starts out, you know, very chauvinistic show off, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, all these comments about, about Jill, you know, being attractive and everything. And it's one of my favorite moments in the whole game is like, you know, we can use this to communicate each other with each other. I know what a radio is. (laughs) It's just, it's a great moment. But over time, yeah, there's a ton of those moments too, and it's just they, yeah. they just kind of I keep that, coming. Yeah, I know a tall drink of of water. You could put it out, and it's like fuck you. I'm like, I said that. Yeah. Exactly. She's too mean, according to yeah, she's mean. I I tweeted about it, but I can't wait until those same people see their pure wonderful angel Aerith say shit in Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> but wait, um, she does. I haven't yeah, gotten mine yet. Oh. Yeah, um, she she fucks up, and she just goes up oh, shit. <laughs> um it's really cute actually but um uh the 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 just these characterizations seeing them grow together i mean we've had decades of them telling us chris and jill are partners and mm-hmm. like are they though they seem more like co-workers they're Kinda, very yeah. dry sterile characters whereas by the end of re3 I will be so sad if they don't bring Carlos and Jill back for a new adventure. I mean, Carlos has only existed in retellings of RE3, and he's gotten progressively suckier each version (laughs) they've done except for this one. You know, if you play him in Umbrella Umbrella Chronicles, he is really bad. If you play him in – if you uh, get to him in Operation Raccoon City, he is a weird donut-y-looking dude and has the weirdest voice and it's just like, what are you doing to him? Oh, no. And then you get to this, and he's just, oh, oh. I, one of my favorite things yeah. is that everybody, just because they came out at the same time with Final Fantasy VII Remake, everybody on Twitter was like, oh, Tifa, oh. But everybody on RE3, they're like, I don't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted a picture of Carlos, and they're like, now this is a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you see the tweet, tweet with um... – uh, I guess a mod showing with like a shirtless Carlos and yep, the, and the voice actors like or the guy who's played the model he's like that's my real chest they had they scanned me without my shirt yeah oh. <laughs> um but uh yeah there's a lot to love about RE3 remake I absolutely agree with that like I said I've played it half a dozen times um but let's go into spoiler talk yeah let's do it mm-hmm. uh. You know, we, we, and so, yeah, everybody, we're in spoiler territory now. If you haven't played the game or didn't get spoiled by France, 
uh, run. Um, if not, Red Alert 3 Remake is a fucking garbage remake. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly hadn't realized how much I liked the original RE3 until now. Beforehand, I probably would say that it was one of the games I felt less connection to. But playing through this remake and seeing all the things that were missing, I started to kind of, to kind of become overwhelmed by just how much RE3 influenced my love of this series. And while I understand a lot of people's problems with RE2, that, you know, the, the B scenarios were cut and, you know, the moth is missing and spiders are missing and crows are missing. Those are things that I felt were, I mean, the moth was nothing. It was just a thing. It dies in three hits and it doesn't even really attack you unless you just stand there. You know, the the spiders, there's like four of them, and they're only there because they had an asset left over from RE1. The crows do not work in third person over the shoulder. Umbrella Corps proved that. Stop asking for them. Um, RE3 doesn't care about the original RE3. It just doesn't. And, well, I think that's the best part of it myself. So I obviously yeah. disagree, and you know we can get into more of that. But I think again, I think there was a lot that needed to be upgraded. It's always the original's been one of my least favorite games in the whole series for pretty much since the '90s, and um, I just feel like they really updated it the right way. Because again, uh, you know, if this was a remaster, I would say okay, you know, they cut a bunch of content, but in a remake it's open for reimagination. So I, I feel like it doesn't even qualify to call it as cut content when it's reimagining the game. It's not yeah. just trying to do beat for beat, you know? Well, see, that's, that's the thing. Replaying through FF seven now or playing through it for the first time, I guess I no, <laughs> it's a reimagining. Sure. But there's, I, I agree with it. Like I said before, it was never just going to be the same game. It is absolutely cut content, and it seems to have a general disinterest in what people liked about the original RE3. And and I get that you weren't a huge fan, but you know I think a lot of people, and, and I surprised myself, were really looking forward to certain aspects of this, and this game doesn't seem to care. And not just things like the fact that Gravedigger's gone, which is a ridiculous omission, but the spirit is missing and there's, there's a lot of, and again, the writing is incredible. I love what they did here, but it's not resident evil three. And I can't help but wonder why then is it trying to, why, why is it labeled resident evil three? Cause that's not what it is. In the original resident evil three, you have quite a lot of raccoon city to explore. I mean, that's the story you're in raccoon city. You're exploring raccoon city. You're trying to escape raccoon city. This game has about a block and a half of Raccoon City. and I, I guess that really just brings up the bigger question that comes up a lot with this kind of thing is, should Capcom actually care what people loved about the original, or should they try to update it? Should they try to make it more accessible? You know, how, how far should they go to try to just please people's expectations as opposed to trying something creative or new or different with it? Well, that's I mean, just, you know. I, I think there's a huge difference between trying new creative things. I mean, I, I think that it was new and interesting and creative that, um, you know, we got to see different elements of Raccoon City. They changed certain things about the story. Like now Carlos goes to the RPD. That was an interesting change. Um, I, I really loved what they did with the characters. They, I mean, they took Tyrell. Tyrell literally has a sentence of dialogue in the original game mm -hmm. and they turned him into an amazing character. I really love Tyrell. I love that. Um, 
you saved my life. I sure as shit didn't. Mm-hmm. They're they're all really charming. They took Nikolai, who is always kind of a cartoon villain, and made him. He's still pretty cartoony, but he's fun cartoony. Hmm. Um, and all that stuff, I'm totally down with. I I I thought the I don't think they work very well, but I appreciate the attempt to create a new enemy type with the tentacle head things. But like, I don't know. Like, the, I don't feel like simply removing the clock tower is creative. I don't feel that simply removing the park is creative. I don't feel that simply removing the dead factor is creative. I feel like it's not only a lack of creativity, it just feels like a disinterest. And I don't know. And I kept coming upon things and it really hit me upon my second playthrough. And I mentioned this in, in our mumble chat, but I'll clarify here for people that weren't there, the whole audience, the thing that really hit me was rewatching the ending to this game, rewatching the nuclear strike. Um, Where's Barry? Not even that. You know, uh, the the fact that Barry's missing is ridiculous. I mean, the the fact that there's like thirty original human character NPCs in this game. I mean, between survivors and there's random corpses around the lab that are unique, and there's um uh. There's there's characters like Doctor Bard. It's Doctor Bard. That's another great inclusion. That's an he's an interesting character. I like how they mm-hmm. use him to kind of delve into how corrupt and gross Raccoon was. Great addition. Um, Barry being missing is stupid, but that's not the problem I have necessarily. I, I was re rewatching the ending to this game, and you know, Jill and and, and I appreciate that they left Nikolai's death ambiguous still. Um, really, he's not going to get out of the city in like that, three that's, minutes. That's, that's the thing, though, is that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's absolutely dead. He's not." There's oh, a second, there there's we go. A second that, helicopter. That'll, that'll be our DLC chapter, exactly yeah. like uh, the Fourth Survivor. He has to run somewhere in a timer. There's Wait, our, yeah, there's, there's a second chapter. Yeah. There's a second chopper. Oh. There, there's a second helicopter behind there. It's in one shot, but there's a second helicopter. Oh. Um, but uh, which I think is kind of what when you when the helicopter is like leaving Nikolai, he looks down and he starts laughing. He's looking in the direction of the second helicopter. Uh, oh, I thought he um, was just laughing at like <laughs> the situation. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's the implication. But then when you when you notice the other helicopter, you're like, oh. Uh-huh. Um, but my my point is that um, that ending, they're leaving Raccoon City, and you know the 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 missile is coming, and they look out the window and everything. And it has this big glorious shot with this this kind of almost like Terminator-esque music. And you're seeing the city below you and the bomb goes off and, and it's wiped out in a in a fraction of a moment. And Jill, so long, RC. And that's so much fantastically worse than the original ending, even though it's the same event. The original Resident Evil 3 ending is takes a moment to appreciate this fact. You know, Raccoon City has been our home in this universe for three games by that point. I mean, we don't see it in RE1, but that's where we are. And, you know, the streets in, in RE2, the police station, the streets in RE3, the hospital, the park, all these places that we've spent hours in. And the original ending has the the missile coming down. You're seeing all these shots of the police station, the clock tower, the streets, the ruins of the opening, which is another thing. I can't believe that we lost that brilliant opening of the original game for something that looks out like it's out of the fucking Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, oh, I kind of, I like the opening. With, oh, I with... hate it. 
I hate it so oh, much. I love the opening so much. Oh. I thought it, I thought it was really cool. It, it kind of like hit me, I guess, because of our situation now. Mm-hmm. And watching it, like, like how, oh, t- how much more timely could you possibly be with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So I'm watching it, and it's like the real video. I kind of forgot that they were doing that, and I, I was like startled for a minute. I'm like, oh my god, it's what's happening right now. Yeah. And I loved yes. the whole like seeing Jill's apartment and first person. Oh, no, that's and, not what I'm talking about except at all. about the live... The, the live-action thing. Um, yeah, the, the live-action... I like that. Like, the live-action oh. also brings me back to Resident Evil 1. It's like, you know, sure, that's exactly how... Wait, wait, so, so, is... so do you like the event itself, or do you like the idea of that it's live-action? Because I like that it's live-action, but... I mean, it I could like have it. Done, it could have done more. It's... Well, I, I mean... I like it overall. I the mean. thing that... It, it's the same thing I was saying about the ending, is the original ending gave you time to appreciate Raccoon City and say goodbye to it properly. Um, and there isn't something as blasé as so long, RC. A hundred thousand people died, Jill. What the fuck? You're not saying goodbye to the hot topic. Um, but the the opening of the original game is you're there. You're in the city. You're seeing the RPD barricade go up and then fall. You're seeing the UBCS come in. They're roping down. And they're all prepared and they're jacked up and they're wiped out in moments. You're seeing the city crumble around you. You're seeing buildings on fire. You're seeing locations you saw in RE2, but like in the midst of the, of the outbreak as it's happening. And it has that incredible final shot of the camera coming down on the, the lonely RPD helmet surrounded by corpses that even the fucking movie managed to replicate. And this game goes, we found some B roll of a couple of riots. Uh, there you go. We filmed about eight seconds of a reporter talking 12 seconds of a umbrella corpse scientist talking and a guy standing at a podium, and the rest is literally just B-roll from YouTube. A guy that was our president. <laughs> no, he uh, whatever. Hashtag it, not our president. It, <laughs> it just it felt, and I don't want to use the word lazy, but it felt again disinterested. the The opening of the original game is iconic, on, and it, I would say on its own, it works as an opening. But yeah, it, I do agree that it it's lacking a lot of what the it, original it just, had. It just feels. Like I, I keep using the word disinterested, and that's how the whole game feels to me. Is it's if it wasn't Resident Evil Three, it would probably be a really great game. But there's so many elements of it that are done so much better personally in the original game. The final boss fight's another example. The final boss in this is boring as shit. It's just a giant thing that's stationary in a room, and he slams on you like like a boss out of uh, uh, Cuphead. Um, and he looks like G. The original game, he's he's like this giant like blob monster with with legs that chases you around a room which to be fair nemesis does turn into a dog for the grand majority of the game which is another thing I, i'm not I was a fan laughing. of i was laughing at that i'm like oh my god look at him running circles like he I wants love, to go on a walk i love that you know people complaining about the the uh shortness uh fun fact nemesis is only nemesis for about an hour and then he's a dog for the rest of the game I fucking hate that yeah um, and the, like the, the the one scene you see of his him, his uh soup progressing to so he have, has mask on no mask and then the top his top is basically shredded like the original he's walking around with, after you with his his chest out because he's, he's he's working out he wants you to see it but in this one you have to squint to see that 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 alteration for that character yeah well the the thing that i think especially is disappointing with, yeah well like look at his rocket launcher they kept showing his rocket launcher in like yeah, promotional images and yeah, stuff the rocket launcher is his most like icon- i mean it's the thing people know nemesis uses a rocket launcher he has it for two minutes 
And yeah, most of it is just an escape. There's one point in it where you can stand your ground and fight him. You get some flame rounds out of that. That was worth it. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's his thing. It's Nemesis's I thing. Know. I think in third person, though, him having a rocket launcher the whole time would be extremely irritating and just sure, not work but, too well with the flow of the game. I guess. I, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like it was there out of obligation. And I, I don't know, but, but my point with the final boss fight, and this was something I actually only realized recently in my, because I replayed the original RE3 right before playing this one. And the original boss, final boss fight with Nemesis, he's chasing around the room and you have to power up the big laser cannon, which in the original game is a big stationary thing. And in this, it's a cartoon monster hunter weapon <laughs> um, pretty funny. That, that somehow <laughs> doesn't blow Jill apart when she fires it, even no, though it's no, cracking the pavement. Yeah, yeah it's fine. She's it's, got good thighs. <laughs> okay. Um, but in the original game, if you are prepared enough, if you are equipped enough for that final fight with Nemesis, there's two ways that can go. Nemesis, like, whittles you down to your last little bit of strength, and you have to rely on the cannon. Or you bring a shit ton of ammo, you find the rocket launcher, which is like its own little side quest thing you have to do at the end of the game, and you can damage Nemesis to a point he runs from you. He's afraid of you. And he hides in a corner from you. That is the best feeling in the world. It's like, bitch, you want stars? I'll give you stars. Oh, and that line was so early in the game. Yeah. Also, you can easily you can get it. it, I didn't hear it the first time I played. But now he's now he's just a thing in a room, and he swats at you like like you're a fly, and you shoot him twice with a laser gun, and then her final line is opposed to the iconic "I'll give you stars." Is this really dopey? Next time, take the fucking hint. It's like, uh... Actually, I kind of like that, because, you it's, know, too. Uh, it was funny. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, I, I like, it's a good line, in my opinion, but as the final tagline, like, the final thing she says, like, uh... It's I just on top I of... I wish she would have said the, the, the stars line yeah, sometime yes. there. I, I just... It, it And it adds more to the fact that Nemesis is such a bitch in this game, that he's... He's not even the final conflict. The final conflict is Nikolai. In the original game, Nikolai's handled before Nemesis. Um, I, didn't actually... could, I didn't even know you could die. Uh, I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I if you waited that. too long? I, yeah, it, I love thunk. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's just like a little Easter egg, I guess, in case you don't. That's another thing. I know I'm taking up a lot of this. I'll, I'll stop talking in a sec. But that was another thing I was really bothered by, is for some reason there's this, like through line with the game that Jill won't pull the trigger that she has like trouble um uh like taking it like Nikolai keeps trying to impress upon her to look out for herself first and then at the end of the game it's this choice to shoot Nikolai or not and if you fail Nikolai kills you and Carlos it's like she's a cop what the fuck are you talking about why would she have any hesitation at all I mean it's what it's a it's ridiculous. Like I really like her characterization. I love the writing. That's a weird I didn't, thing to do with her character. I didn't take it as as that. I took it as she just didn't want to hit Carlos at all because it was a really tough shot. Sure, but it's something that keeps being reiterated that she's not pulling the trigger even when she's well, in a just situation. Him where trying she to could. intimidate her. I mean, it doesn't really speak to how she actually is. Yeah, I, I, <sighs> I felt like it was more of just let, we got to give the player the last say. So give, give no, back sure, control. No, I, sure, I I get that. But it's something that keeps being reiterated. And you can look at it as Nikolai just trying to goad her. 
but you know he keeps you know I'm, I'm trying to teach you this lesson and then at the end you're given the choice to pull the trigger and it's in in it to me it felt like it's like and now she can finally pull the trigger it's like oh she it's kind of like nemesis that he just picks you up and throws you it's like why don't she just pull the trigger like the last eight times we saw this asshole yeah, that made me upset with Nemesis, him being so... like Because he's scripted, he has to do something that'll keep Jill alive still. It's like, no, you don't feel like... It doesn't feel like you're really trying to kill her. You're just grabbing her by the skull to throw her. Like, yeah, no. meanwhile, meanwhile, Mr. X will just crush it. <laughs> no, meanwhile, Nemesis will kill... um I can't remember his name. The dude in the train. He'll kill him. Mikhail! Yeah, Rezio he'll kill him with greatest tra- greatest character. He'll give him. He'll just he'll go grab him with his tentacle, but by stabbing him through the chest, so instant death. It's like this is really strange. It's like the bad guy. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget about the guy uh, in the hospital. Carlos's teammate. He died yeah, immediately. Tyrell. Yeah, he just it's he just kills him real easy. But I don't not know. chill. Not his target. Yeah, yeah. That which made it really strange because the, there was lack of stalking from the character. I felt like. He, he really feels more like an annoyance than he does yeah. the ultimate nemesis. Yeah, like, he, after playing RE2, so many people were playing RE2 and going, wow, I can't imagine nemesis being like, this is going to be so scary. And then he really wasn't, which was my one of my biggest disappointments. Like, that was mine, yeah. No, yeah he's, you want to see know. an evolution I, of that. And then, I, I feel like he's more cinematically scary than he is like exactly you know chasing you or popping out of nowhere all the time you know like he's really good in the cutscenes like i yeah. love watching him mm-hmm. do and his i'd thing. also i'd also argue that cinematically scary is great when it's a movie i'm playing a video game well there's the, the lines that are being blurred right now in the video game industry so yeah uh, this yeah. game has a lot of that of like why am i not playing this just a lot of like big action set piece cutscenes. And then um, it feels like they oddly thought, how can we make the player feel engaged again? Let's do this one time only. Actually, maybe no, three times, but only two times there's a prompt we have to push forward, like when she's yeah. on the ground. And like, at first, it, because it was blinking, I'm like, wait, I'm not, what, what? You want me to tap it? Or do you want me to hold it? That was confusing. It's just very strangely interwoven sort of quick time event things. But yeah, not fully I, committing to it. It's also very weird. The hospital bit where Carlos um, goes into like the horde mode thing. I actually thought that was kind of neat. Um, you know, it shows yeah, it a how lot of desperate fun. protecting the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, that would make a great mode. I mean, it's basically um, the sheriff thing from the RE2 DLC. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that was fine. The thing I thought was weird though is that the zombies like burst. I think and they I, had to. There was no that, way they could have done. I get that. But then it's like that's Piles so immersion breaking and yeah, weird. Yeah, it's very strange. It just it feels so out of place with the rest of the game and the rest of it. Honestly, like, reminds me of something like RE6 because I think that would happen after a while. They throw well, some in shit RE, at you. They just, well, in RE4, well, they melt. five, and in RE4, five, and six, they just melt, which is fine because that's the way those games are all the way through. In this, the zombies will their corpses stay there for the whole ass game. Um, except in like very specific circumstances where you come back to an area and the corpse isn't there. Um, in an RE2, they stay there forever. It doesn't matter where you've gone. If you come back to the RPD, the corpse will still be there. In this, I get it because there's so much shit going on. They have to get rid of them somehow. I feel like them popping is really weird <laughs> and dis- discongruous with the rest of the experience. Um, I just think it could have been handled better. Personally, that said, I, I it was did. a cool fight scene. I'm on the edge of the... But I didn't really like it that much. I felt like it was 
especially on hard difficulties, it's just too much. Like it goes back to you saying they didn't really know how to balance yeah, oh, it. For sure. It's just, well, it's nuts. It is so ridiculous on hard difficulties. Well, see, that's the thing is, is I anticipated that it was probably going to be nuts. So I just didn't use any of my flash grenades or uh, regular grenades. Especially and, without the iframes. Well, also, they, they yeah. give you about 12 of each type of grenade yeah. in that fight Also, too. Also the, um, you know, Ego Raptor pro tip: uh, the uh, the electrical boxes hit them, and yeah, you then to. you can and then you can do Carlos's little like hip check thing mm-hmm. on them automatically, and you can just do that like eight of them in a row. It's super oh, easy. I, I I don't think I utilize this hip check too much. I probably yeah. Should. It's it's super, especially the hunters. It just fucking destroys them. Really, you, t- or you can tackle big old gorilla sized lizard yep. man All right, cool. yeah he, he like yeah you punch them in the face and then because it's still slow-mo because that's i see why a lot of people are like eh, we're getting back into re6-ish territory i don't think it's that bad but it's certainly getting to that point of it's on the edge of that yeah he's not okay, flexing and okay. rolling on the ground and scoot pull but maybe walk it back a little bit yeah, well, just, just a smidge, punch. just a smidge. So I think Jill's dodge mechanic is great, and it, and absolutely, Carlos's punch hip check thing is fun. It's totally fun. It just feels really weird, especially because the hospital section is kind of deliberately slow and spooky. Like yeah. all the lights are off, and you know mm-hmm. the hunters are introduced, and it's kind of cramped and panicky. And then he's just like busting out Chris Redfield punches and shit. It feels weird. I get uh, I it. I don't know. It's it's not that easy to use though. I think it's harder to use than Jill's dodge mechanic. I, oh, feel I like thought it, the complete opposite. It it connects way less in my experience. Uh, I I was I was turning hunters into the hunters from Umbrella Corps or Umbrella Chronicles, where they just start to become the carpeting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I totally get a lot of the love for this game. A lot of other reviewers I've seen really enjoyed this. It's a fun game. It absolutely is. Like I said, I've played through it a bunch of times. I thought the shop thing was neat. It again, it feels kind of like a way of artificially extended. That's oh, that's the other thing. How long did it take all of you guys to finish this? Your first playthrough, because that's a big point of contention for a lot of people that it's short. Somewhere between six and seven, but I'm not sure if I stood idle at any point for an extended period of time. Yeah, six or seven for me too. Might have stood idle for a few minutes or so, but not not really that much. I just took a lot of time taking in the environment, looking around, making sure I tried to get all the items and stuff like that. Uh, six. Six hours, I think. Six and a half, maybe? I It's it's very weird for me, because I got 100% of the items. I got um, like 60% of the notes or something. Um, you know, I exhausted the lockpick. I exhausted the, the Brad's card. Uh, that was a cool change. I, I actually dug Brad um, biting Marvin. That was a neat change because before it was just a random ass zombie. I was kind of um, sad that Jill didn't get to kill him. I thought it. I, I was I, fine. I want to see Nemesis fuck him up. I I thought it was a shame that Nemesis doesn't fuck him up, especially. Yeah. Uh, okay, quick segue. My point was I beat it in four hours. Um, <clears throat> quick segue. Uh, that's another thing in like the very first interview Capcom gave one of the statements they made is that they wanted to greatly expand on characters. They totally did with like Tyrell. They made, uh, Carlos way better. They made Nikolai way better, but they, for some reason, specifically cited Brad Vickers and Dario Rosso. Both of those characters have less screen time than they did in the original game. And Dario Rosso absolutely has less characterization and he's in the same place objectively in the original game he's the asshole you know i told you 
I'm, I'm not leaving this storage container. Um, but in the original game, there's all this stuff about, like, he watched his daughter die, but there's also, like, some insinuation that he kind of left her to, for dead. And that, and you can find, like, his diary, and he was, like, a, a struggling author. Um, and he's, you know, all, there's all this characterization to him. And now he's just this grumpy asshole you meet for eight seconds at the beginning of the game. And again, it's one of those things, he feels like he's there out of obligation. But I'm mostly just like, why the fuck did you say that? And why for, did you say you're expanding that character? And for me, for with Brad, I thought they, they'd either dig into the fact that he was known as a coward. Or have him have a redemption moment. And I guess he does have a redemption moment, but it doesn't really give that to the player that this is who this character was. He was known as a coward, and now he's redeeming himself yeah. by doing the thing he did. He says a line like, uh, don't screw up like I did. And I feel like they could have easily implied, give him more characterization by implying that he sees himself as a coward and screw up by saying, don't screw up like I do, when he tells Jill to leave. I think that one yeah. line change could have just been like, oh. He did something. Yeah. He did this because he knows his his you know what people think of him. And there's a note in this game, I, I think, that talks about how he's known as a coward. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't really get that from this game alone. That he has like this history. He's just a guy who says, "Hey, Jill, there's something coming after you." And oh, I don't yeah. run away. They bit me. Yeah, and then he's and then he's like a super zombie. He's super, yeah, which is carried over from RE2. He was really hard to kill in RE2. He comes back to, on. On Nightmare Mode, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I saw it oh, today. I was man. like, oh shit. It's actually really in Nightmare cool. Nightmare and Inferno, man, he is rough. He takes He's... so much ammo to kill. Something that's really cool is on Nightmare and Inferno, you can actually see him like outside the windows and shit, <laughs> wandering around. It's spooky. Um yeah, I it's I I you know, it's it's agree. Like I thought what they did was good, but it feels disinterested in why the original was also interested. I get that they wanted to do new things, I get that it isn't a carbon copy. I, I don't mind at all that Carlos is the one that shoots the zombie version of him, but it's like, I don't know, I, it, it, it lacks a lot of impact. I mind that, again, going back to Nemesis, that Jill wasn't the one that went to the RPD station, that we don't have spend much time in there at all, and that I feel like I would have enjoyed her being there just to add, add more time to the game and also have Nemesis stalk again. Not, yeah. like, not to the degree of RE2, because I don't want three hours stuck in RPD station again. <laughs> but like just having her at the RPD station before she had to go to Kendo's or maybe says Kendo says, go to the RPD station, I left something somewhere and she has to get there and then Nemesis does his thing in the halls at RPD station, kinda of like kinda of like the original game but more mixed with RE2. Could have been cool. And like they even they even alluded on social media way back that, oh, who burned this 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 uh wall in the RPD station? See these things? It's They're burned. Just Carlo. Carlos. Yeah, yeah, he just used C4. Well, I thought Nemesis was going to stalk Jill through the station. I, I, that's what I expected too, especially when you could hear um, a, a cop through the radio in the car when you were going towards the station, like climbing over like the, the fire uh, engine and whatnot. You had that cop car. If you stood there, you could hear them asking for backup and stuff. And I thought that maybe Jill was going to go there to that's... try to be backup. That's another thing, and this is more an expectation I set for myself that I shouldn't have, and I and I totally own up to that. But something I was also really disappointed by is that Jill doesn't seem to care all that much about the fact that, you know, this she's shocked, and it's scary that the city's dying all around her, but, like, she lived here, man. And I, I think it would have been, I mean, these characters don't stop talking, which well, I think is good. Well, she was getting ready to leave anyway. She was getting <laughs> ready to leave anyway, sure, but it's like... Like one of the very first zombies you see is another cop, and it 
bothers me that her reaction to that is, ah, zombie, instead of, which is fine with well, me no, and Claire. Well, no, she said sorry when she took the gun. She said sorry when she took the gun. My point is that with Leon and Claire, I thought it made sense that it was just a building full of zombies. But for Jill, she's shooting her coworkers. I mean, she should know all of these people. And I think it might have been just a nice touch that when you spotted a, a cop zombie, she'd be like, Trevor. Like, just just random. That could have been that she, like, I get it. That's an expectation I set for myself. It just feels weird that there's so much talking. Carlos interacts with goddamn everything in the RPD. You can find that's Leon's... a weird fucking door. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a weird fucking door, and I love. Uh, and it's funny. It's really funny, and I love. You find um, uh, like his, his the... one line is amazing. He is it's kind of fucked up shooting cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and you can look at things if you look at the welcome Leon sign. He's like. Yeah, welcome, Leon. I'm sure oh, you had really? a great first day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. I, and you look, can I go, saw it, but I didn't zoom in on it. Yeah, and you can go into the underpass where you find the poster for Brad in RE2. And, oh, yeah, I saw that yeah, too. Leon hasn't been there yet, so his uniform is still in the locker. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and yep. Carlos is like, oh, someone didn't have time to put on their blues. It's like, that's cool, but it's weird that it's just that one section and all of it is like kind of in-jokes for people that already played RE2. Um, I just would have liked to see more of that, especially with Jill, who out of all four of these playable characters, Leon, Claire, Carlos, and Jill, she's the only one that has any real attachment to the city. She's the one that seems to kind of care the least. It's just like a thing that's happening and she has to get out. So long, RC. It's weird. It felt disconnected to me. Huh. I guess that kind of makes sense. That's yeah. fair. I mean, she didn't even really try that hard for Daria. I mean... He was like basically in the original game. You could go back to yeah, you, him the, too. You can go but... back to him to try to tell him that you found a way out of the city and he's already dead. You know, and, yeah. And the weird thing is too in this one that one of the challenges that you unlock is actually because you can talk through like five or six lines of dialogue with him in that yeah. room the first time, and you there's like a, a kind of achievement thing for listening to all of them where she does kind of try to convince him more, but he's just too hard headed and she's just like, yeah, whatever. Bye. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course we now don't have confirmation of his death. So if you want to go and head over to my <laughs> Twitter account, uh, me and sphere hunter came up with an idea about how he could have possibly survived the raccoon city incident. He, he, he did a, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Cute. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm bitching a whole lot, RE3 is a good game. It, RE3 Remake is a well-made game for the most part. Absolutely play it. It's it's a fun time, especially once you get used to it and you can just kind of blow through it and, and earn points to unlock all the cool things. I think it's a really dog shit remake, and it just doesn't seem to care. Yeah, now, yeah, so yeah. Do, do we want to attribute those, I guess, the lack of faithfulness to the fact that a different developer did work on this? Yeah, it not was not just that, but whatever Capcom Dev One, whatever. The hell yeah, they call it themselves. was it was co-developed between like a B team of Capcom uh, R and D Team One and uh, a new studio called M Two, um, who Capcom is partnering with on future projects. And I think they've worked with Capcom before on remasters and shit, as did Neobards with Resistance, um, and all signs are pointing to M2 going on to remake RE4, which uh, on the one hand, RE4 is my favorite game of all time. And I'd love to see what that game would look like in RE engine. That game doesn't um, need any less. Yeah. As on, game is yeah. Cuts. That, that game does not need cuts at all. Yeah. On, on the other hand, don't 
<laughs> either make wrong. either make it a shot for shot quote unquote remake in the RE engine or don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine at the idea of expanding on it. Yeah, expanding. Um, you know, I think it would oh, be more cool. village. Oh, more village. I mean, like my dream for that sort of thing is to just make a new game like that's like set in that area. Maybe play as Lewis or something because he's gone for big chunks of that game. Oh, that's awesome. The, 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 the Luis survivor. But oh, he can look like he can look like Johnny Depp. Yes, get Johnny <laughs> Depp into the into the place and get him to to do the uh, the facial scanning. We'll see. I don't know. I, I I it's how I close out my review. Um, RE2 remake ends with that banging song. There's two sides to every story. RE3 ends. It does eventually play the end credit music from the original game, but it ends on this really kind of like dour, groaning ambient music at the start of the credits and it i guess that was another thing i forgot to mention too is that that they brought back more of the original music for this that was was so good good. i wish they would have done it more in two but you had to get the dlc for that which i loved Uh, but yeah um, i I like that they brought it back here and kind of remix it a little bit but yeah the score is fantastic i loved um the hearing all the classic re3 tracks as much as i don't like that final boss fight the uh, new version of the final boss fight music is mm-hmm. so goddamn good. It upholds that boss fight in that presentation regards so much. But can, can we talk about this is the third game in a row that the last boss has been a wall of meat. Yeah. They, 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 all right, enough. No more. No more. I mean, yeah, this one at least please. was different because you had the things on the side you have to push in. You used a big old yeah. mega gun, but like eh, that, that's, in, that's enough. Like yeah. RE2 and RE7 there's a wall of meat in a very small corridor. I, you know, this is too much. It's too similar. Um, change it up. But a, a quick note on the music, actually. Um, very cool when you're in the RPD station. When you use the safe room, the, the um, mm-hmm. development studio, it plays a much more faithful rendition of the RE2 classic safe room music. Yep. Fun fact, it's not new. It's a track taken from Biohazard the Orchestra from 1999. Oh. Yep, I um, have that CD. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's that if nobody's ever heard, if you haven't heard that album, it's amazing. Um, especially there's one called the, uh, I think it's called like the Bioweapon Medley or something, and it's so good. It sounds, oh, I, I listen to it while I write uh, articles and stuff that relate to RE because it gets me a little pumped up. It's good shit. Um, but yeah, I, I ended my review with this feeling, and it's how I feel overall is. Maybe let's stop with the remix. Just, yep, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, just I, I look forward to what's new. RE8 sounds really cool. I love that they're returning to 3.5 kind of ideas. I think revisiting RE4 would be a mistake because there's probably things they would let people down with with that as well. I, I think, think revisiting be, oof, that would destroy you if that. Remix yeah, was bad. yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty. I mean, I'd always have. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, the original. Like it always just like it. The originals will always be there. I still have multiple copies of the original Resident Evil 3. Still have multiple co- I have almost every version of RE4 ever released except Zebo, And I'm just one drunk click away from owning that too. Wait, is that the handheld? That's a handheld device? It's, uh, it was on iPhone, but it's, it's like a weird. I think I, think I it's remember like that. Chinese or something. It's garbage. It's not, I mean, it's RE4. It looks horrendous, right? Yeah, it looks like RE4 on the N64. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's bad, but you know it is RE4. But yeah, I don't know. Let's let's move forward. RE8 sounds neat. You know, we'll see. 
I, I think that we're in kind of a renaissance for Capcom. Obviously, we have RE7 was great, RE2 is great, DMC5 is great. I mean, Monster Hunter is obviously making all the money in the world. I think RE3 was a tremendous effort, no matter what the the remakingness of it is. It's a really fun game. It's fucking astonishing looking. The writing and the music is all great. The performances are great. Let's do something new with that, with that energy. I've been saying that for quite a while, but <laughs> most <laughs> people seem to agree <laughs> or yeah, disagree. I, yeah, I mostly agree. The only remake I would care to see, if they have to do another one, I wouldn't mind the first game remade in, in um, RE7 style. First person, super slow. Really, I think that's See, nice. I, I feel, and not to just keep bringing up my, my fan games, but I think something that would be cool with that is instead of remaking it, tell Bravo Team's story. It's something we've never seen. Same setting, same location, same monsters, same you know mansion. Explore the area outside the mansion, the Arclay Forest. You know, as those characters, see see what that story was like. Do it in VR, dude. You know, show us the mansion in VR and RE Engine. That would be fucking incredible. A lot of people will be really mad stepping on the original remake's toes, and I don't really know as we need another retelling of RE One, unless, of course, they give us the canon ending, which they wouldn't do. It's all the retellings. Everything of RE One, we need more. What's the canon ending? The canon ending is that Barry, Rebecca, Chris, and Jill all escape, which is not an ending that actually exists in RE1. It's impossible to have all four of those characters exist. You can get three of the four, but not all of them. Yeah, because Barry doesn't exist in Chris's campaign, and Rebecca doesn't exist in Jill's, so it's literally impossible to see the canon ending in the game. There's a dude on Twitter um, who's... Oh, I'm going to feel bad. Let me look it up because I, I want to give this person a shout out because they're doing a lot of work that's stitching together a like a cutscene of what the canon ending would look like. Um, they've been working on it for like a year. That's cool. Um, they are... Um, they Oh, they're uh, part of the Crimson Head podcast team. If none of you ever listened to that, it's a really cool show where they interview devs and voice actors. They just did a interview with uh nicole tompkins from uh Ari, she's the new jill um but this guy's been stitching together a um cut scene of the canon ending it's taken him like a year but it's coming out really well wow. oh look forward to it yo i mean i think that's about all i have for this um just to recap for me i i think it's good a little disappointing in some ways, but uh, overall a fun game. But although it does instill some um, worry in me about future remakes if they have to keep making them, also potentially RE8, just the some of the unbalancing because of the action-oriented uh, elements made me go, oh, please, don't don't even give me the idea that we might tread back to RE6 territory. But RE6, but in first person, we're doing the... It's like Mirror's Edge, doing all the combat <sighs> slides and everything. God. Ethan is suddenly a superhero. He's, he, I don't know. Uh, he basically was already. I mean, <laughs> he's very powerful. Nonsense. He went through. <laughs> and apparently, apparently he is going, he was described as an Ash Williams type. Uh, so we'll see if that means Ash of Evil Dead 2, where he's just kind of an asshole, or Ash of Ash versus Evil Dead, where he's a cartoon person. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed on the former. <laughs> Yeah, I guess for me, there was just a couple other little things we didn't touch on too much. But um, again, all stuff that I liked, um, 
you know, like again, the, the opening scene in Joel's apartment and the, the chase that, you know, follows that was just a great setup uh, right from the the beginning. Um, I love the way they redid the sewers and the new sewer enemies. Um, I like that they just kind of flop out of the pipes and just like everyone who was watching me play it, they were just like scared shitless, like jumping out of their seat. Um, but, uh, I mean, other stuff like, um, which most people seem to have gripes with and everybody's complaining about. I like that they took out a lot of the backtracking and a lot of the puzzles, especially the random puzzles, which were like one of the biggest downfalls for me of the original. Like the water puzzle? <laughs> um, the ones where the, the combination or the solution is different every time you play it, or there's like yeah. four or five different solutions. Um, I like the part with the bugs where, uh, you know, Jill kind of gets, you know, uh, infected by them and she has to kind of vomit out the infection. That was such a cool addition. I love that scene um, too, but then it's like, oh, it's a green herb. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, again, I like the flamethrower chase where you're going through all the scaffolding and all that stuff. Like there were just so many really cool moments um, throughout that um, really just kind of stood out to me and make it really memorable. So. Um, I guess the only other last thing that we haven't really talked about is just what impact Resistance has on this release overall. And for me, that's one of the sorest spots because I think that's the only thing that makes this not like even higher of a score for me is the fact that it was lumped in with Resistance and charging $60 for it. Whereas, you know, if it was, if they were separate, I think not only me, but reviewers and people all around the world would be praising this game to the heavens right now. Um, but it, the way that they did it just feels kind of ham-fisted and kind of uh, corporate greedy kind of stuff in in a certain way. So I wish they wouldn't have done that, but um, it is what it is, and they're going to have to, you know, take the consequences for what they did, I suppose. If it has lesser sales or lesser, you know, opinions of it or whatever it is, you know, that's just the choice they made, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will sell fine other than the, you know, the coronavirus kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is probably going to affect everything. The real I mean, C-virus. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I I mean, it's one of those things, you know, vote with your wallet. I think RE3 is fine. Play it. Enjoy it. Um, I do hope that it isn't the start of Capcom just starting to drift back into RE6 stuff, like you were saying, CJ. I don't think it will be, because RE7 sound, or RE8 sounds like it's yeah. going to be <clears throat> pretty hardcore into the spooks. Um, if it actually ends up being anything like the early versions, I guess that's always a question, too. Yeah, I mean, we're only a year away from everything I'm hearing, so it probably won't change too, too much at this point. Hard to say, too, with the virus stuff, you know. So many yeah, things oh, could change. Sure. So yeah. many things could change with that. I mean, so many things are grinding to a halt. You know, cyberpunk has been delayed into question mark. And mm-hmm. Last know, of Us is Last of indefinitely. Us. Yeah. So, yeah. it's um, Do what Jill would do. Stay home. Yeah, stay home. Stay safe. Um, you know, wear a mask. Yeah, don't go to the park just because the one. weather is nice. Or you can make one. There's a really great tutorial that the oh, yeah. Surgeon General put out on how to make a mask out of a t-shirt. How many Americans do you think would actually do that? <laughs> uh, Re- well, realistically. Well, well, the president I, doesn't listen to the Surgeon General, anyone else of the yeah. administration. So, um, yeah, yeah the, the few people I've seen outside wearing masks have all been wearing them like young Phoenix Wright, where he just wears it around his neck. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and also, honestly, all of you listening, please stay safe. Be cool. No. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. 
Final Fantasy VII Remake just came out. That game's like 40 hours long. Just do that. Yeah. And also, look forward to our Resident Evil Resistance review, because we're going to talk about that game some more. Yes. Um, you Considering how angry I've been, you might be very surprised at my thoughts about Resistance. It's not bad. Technical problems, which they need yeah. to fix, because the servers suck. But uh, yeah, I want to play more of yeah. it. It's very fun. I love uh, I love the characters. Daniel Frabron is my favorite character, but we'll talk he about him He sounds funny soon. from the clips you've posted. He's hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. You are so slow. My ass is getting numb from sitting in this chair. I hope you appreciate my suffering. <laughs> he's just, he's a cartoon person and I love him. Oh, um, good times. Deal. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Unless yeah, somebody so. else had anything to say. No? No? Uh, yeah, I guess we can wrap up and just uh, thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed this, uh, you have a couple episodes of our Whispers in the Dark podcast you can listen to from the past. They're very old now, but they're strange and weird. You can You can listen to all of us in our early 20s, which we deeply regret. Yeah, some of them are bad, but uh, have fun. Go Wait, I thought you deleted them all. Episodes 1 through 70 are gone. You can listen to everything <laughs> else after those, because they were just too bad to keep online. Do we Do we even know what episode we would be on at this point? I don't point? have to check when I upload this. Yeah, because remember, remember when we get to 100. <laughs> 100, someone has to reveal his name. Oh, if you played RE3, you might know. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Um... Yeah, and also, if you enjoy the website, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy anything we do, consider uh, contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror. As little as a dollar a month makes you uh, part of our family there, and you can uh, support us and keep our website online, but you also get monthly movie commentaries for horror films that are just either really good or really shitty, and we talk over them, and you can have fun (laughs) with us as we watch these movies. Last month, we did Quarantine, which was a free commentary for everybody. You don't have to be a patron because we're all on quarantine, or at least should be. Um, so you can download that and listen to it, and we have about 30 of those commentaries, so if you become a patron right now for a dollar, you have 30 movie commentaries instantly accessible. And that's in addition to a couple other goodies we give, um, Discord role, entry into uh, future contests, things like that, all for as little as a dollar. So think about it. Yeah. And of awesome. course, Whitney, you have your own podcast that you do. Oh, yes, I have uh, Voice and Static. It's a Silent Hill-based um, podcast. CJ and Rourke are on it very often. And right now I'm doing like a retrospective on the Silent Hill series where we basically play through each game and then I do a podcast on just that game and we talk about, you know, the development, our memories, or our thoughts on it, replaying, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, you know, it's it's very in-depth. And we just did the Silent Hill Origins one I released about a week or so ago. Nice. So check it out. Do do you have anything to plug, Steve? Um, not too much. Um, I just moved, so I'm kind of in the middle of a lot of things right now. I haven't been writing or working on as many projects as I'd like to, but uh, probably we'll get back to that fairly soon within the next few weeks. But uh, this is my first podcast with you guys. It was nice to be on and uh, nice to hear everybody's different uh, opinions and just, you know, having discussions about everything instead of just, you know, having one representation on the website of, you know, 
this is the review. This is, you know, just showing everybody we are a group of people. We all think yeah. differently. You know, um, we all have different things to say. So yeah, not it was all nice of us to, agree uh, with the RE6 review from 2012, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was nice to be on, and uh, just look forward to more writing in the future. And uh, I'll be around the site. Awesome. Oh, I yeah. do have something else to plug. Is that that's okay? Go for it. Um, I have a semi-new YouTube channel. It's all about Deadly Premonition. It's a channel I, I have with um, Dan nice. from GameCritics.com, and it's all about Deadly Premonition, uh, Easter egg videos, summaries, uh, just really in-depth if you want to know about the game. Go there. It's Deadly Whitney Premonition Archives. Whitney knows everything about Deadly Premonition. Yeah. I, everything. Yeah. I know almost everything. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think we can say you're the foremost authority on Deadly Premonition. S- swear he should cast you, man. You, 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 should, you know what? Put you in DD2. Good idea, Rourke. Let's start this. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney should definitely be in Deadly Premonition too. I think yeah. the game's too far along for me no, to be no, in that. No, no. They can do it. Let's, they can do it. We're going to make it happen. Um, <laughs> and just because just I'll never get another chance to plug it because it's probably coming out really soon, I will be on a special episode of the First Aid Spray podcast where it's a audio drama uh, of, a tran- of a translated version of Biohazard The Beginning, which was a prequel novel only released in Japan, following Chris Redfield's uh, paranoia-fueled journey to the mansion uh, as a friend of his, Billy Rabbitson, goes missing. I play... Uh, let me. <clears throat> my voice is probably shot from doing this, but... I will be playing Albert Wesker... That didn't really sound all that great, but oh well. I'll be playing it sounded Wesker, good to me. Uh, uh, which is a lot of fun, and uh, I recently had to re-record a laugh. So, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. Awesome. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys later. Bye.